Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another glorious GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody Coster. And with me today, actually, John Spainhauer is out of the office this week. And we have the pleasure of having Mr. Brian Fletcher, Vice President of Commercial Services at EverAg with us to give his take on the global dairy trade that happened today. Fletch, how are you, my friend? Cody, it's always great to uh, hear your voice. And John is good old reliable here. So I, I think this might be my first time joining you to talk about GDT today. So I'm excited to be having this conversation with you. Actually, Fletch, I think you're the first person that we've had on besides John on the on the GDT podcast. So this is kind of a uh, this is awesome. This is great. I love I, it. I don't know if that's exciting or a little nerve wracking. So um, I'll, I'll do my best today, but no promises. Well, that's fine. That's fine. So global dairy trade this morning came in. I think we had a negative point one percent lower. So. John, when John and I usually talk, it's it's like we've seen this trend of GDT where it's three lower auctions, two higher auctions, three lower, and it kind of goes that route. And today would would be the same. This would have been the third lower GDT auction in a row as a mm-hmm. whole. But I think one of the one one of the bigger precedents of this auction was the cheddar cheese up four percent. Yep. Is is there anything tangible with the cheddar being up that high? over all other commodities in this auction. Yeah, well, you are right, Cody. We were 0.1% lower on an aggregate uh, GDT index. And from that perspective, you know, without that cheddar price being up 4%, well, actually, if we look at it, whole milk powder was up 0.1% as well. So really, the, the, the primary driving force beyond that modest decline was fat, on AMF and butter and as well as skim milk powder. But, you know, if we look back to the last seven uh, or excuse me, 12 auctions, seven of the last 12 have have posted pretty significant declines. This auction is actually, even though it was 0.1% lower, it was the smallest decline we've seen for each of the auctions that, that have been negative. On top of that, if we look back to the middle of December auction, where I, I think the results were down close to three and a half or four percent, we've made decent progress where the declines have been less negative since then. And then basically today we came in right around unchanged. So, you know, the the heart, you know, there's a few different angles you can look at this. I, I believe most cases, at least for the, the SGX futures contracts that are listed, the futures contracts in most cases were were predicting a higher outcome than actually what came in. So relative to where futures were were trading in the last week, there will be folks saying, you know, this came in less than that expectation. So, you know, I, I don't know that I have that. I, I would look at it saying, you know, this was there's actually a tremendous amount of volume on this auction. And in fact, our, our market intelligence team put together uh, some great graphics here. If we look back, you know, this is the second auction event of the year. And I want to say there was over 33,000 metric tons that passed through this auction. 
which puts us, I believe, if I'm looking at this correctly, that that's the most that we've put through the second auction of the year since 2015. So we just surpassed 2016 through 2022. So you know, I, I would say having an unchanged result and having over 33,000 metric tons of product exchange hands, that's a, you know, I, I think you can chalk this up as a, you know, a pretty solid, solid auction all around. Um, the price action in general was very, very modest. The biggest price change, as you pointed out, actually came with a cheddar cheese price increase, which puts cheddar cheese right around $2.20. And if I took notes correctly, the highest price in the world, you highlighted that earlier. I think, you know, that to me, I don't, I don't know that at least from the U.S. perspective, when, when you look at the data behind that number, I, I want to say it was close to 650 metric tons that exchanged in today's auction. That comes up to 35 loads. Yes, it is at a really good price, but, but most prices we're getting on the international level um, from a cheese perspective especially out of Europe right now are well under that price. And, and in the grand, you know, the, the bigger picture of things, uh, seeing the prices out of Europe right now, especially within the mozzarella front where we're getting quoted prices anywhere between the mid one fifties and one sixties for the first quarter of this year, that to me probably carries a heavier weight in the international market than, than what we're seeing out of today's cheddar price increase out of GDT. So I don't mean to be a bearer of bad news there, but I, you know, I guess seeing a, an increase with cheddar prices on GDT, I, I think it's, you know, despite the overall auction being somewhat positive in a general sense because of how much volume moved through there, I don't know that I'm going to run away saying that the cheese market's set to move significantly higher here. And I think you make a great point with that, Fletch, is the price metrics, that backhand of the envelope kind of math that you had sent over. This, after our spot auction today, puts us into, again, the lowest cheese price in the world with uh, Europe and New Zealand quite a bit higher than us right now. And, you know, John and I have talked before, and a lot of folks kind of ask of, okay, uh, what does that do for the export market now that a lot of the holiday demand probably all of the holiday demand at this point is completely behind us. So the cheese price to us, we are the lowest in the world right now. If you look at the butter, uh, we are the highest and non-fat. We'd be sitting pretty even keel with the rest of the world. Do you see that kind of, from your comment that you just made, you see that kind of staying a stagnant flow going forward, maybe into the next global dairy trade auction with everything happening throughout the world. Yeah, I let's start with cheese um, because you're right. When we look at it from a pure cheddar price, let's just take the average of blocks and barrels. I think after today's spot auction, we're, let's just call us a, a 185 to 190 market yep. if we look yep. at an average. And EU is anywhere between 210 and 215, give or take. And New Zealand, after today's GDT price, is around 220. And I think from a pure cheddar perspective, you're absolutely right, Cody. Especially on a spot basis, we should be the most competitive in the world. 
However, I think the part, uh, once you get into the details of the cheese market, a lot of our volume that we're exporting outside of the U.S. is is mozzarella type cheese. And a lot of the manufacturing that's set up here in mozzarella has flex capacity to make mozzarella when exports are good. And if exports are not good, then they have flex capacity to make, say, barrel cheddar. And so uh, the reason I'm saying that is because while we are the lowest cheddar price in the world, which should attract you know, marginal cheddar exports out of the U.S. At a higher volume commodity, in the case of mozzarella, we're seeing extreme competition come out of Europe right now. And so, you know, when Europe's able to sell anywhere at 155 to 160 on a mozzarella price, for the exporters of, of cheese that are competing with that, if they're unable to beat or match that price, they may be you know, almost, you know, have to make the decision to flex into cheddar cheese production to sell here domestically. So it's kind of a mixed bag in the cheese market, but you you spoke about butter. And I think that's a little bit more clear here where every metric we look at the the highest fat price in the world right now is is right here in the US. Today, the CME spot markets settled at 242, give or take. Um, we're seeing EU prices around 220, and then today's GDT prices, fat prices were let's just call it 190 to 195, give or take. So, if you're an international buyer and able to source from all three regions, then then you're looking basically anywhere except for the U.S. right now. If we put that into perspective, this time last year, or maybe not this time, but say December and November of 2022 versus the same time in 2021, it was the complete opposite where the U.S. market was getting calls from uh, regions around the world that we have not exported to for a long time because we were the most competitive in the world. Now you can argue that not only will those export opportunities be going away, but we very well could and should be attracting fat imports. So I'd say the fundamentals from a fat perspective over the course of the last 18 months have are definitely uh, favoring the international, you know, the European and New Zealand community. And from a U.S. perspective, we're definitely at a disadvantage right now. You touched on nonfat or skim milk powder. And out of the, you know, all the commodities over the kind of the last several months, the U.S., Europe and New Zealand have been moving, uh, correlating very, very well in their their bigger price movements. Uh, Today, their skim milk powder came in 0.3% lower on GDT. That GDT price, which is right around 128 to 129, give or take on a dollar per pound basis. Right now, that is going to be the highest price compared to U.S. and Europe. And I'd say in general that while we can see that basis between the two regions be higher than where it is right now, higher than five cents, give or take, we're at a much more normal type environment. So I'd say it's more often than not that New Zealand skim milk powder trades a premium to the U.S. in general, as long as we see that. If they're going to continue to trade around 129, it's hard for the U.S. market to go above that price. 
And again, I don't mean to steal the, the show from GDT, but I think the bigger story in the skim milk powder place is European prices in the low 120s. It's hard for anybody to go higher when Europe's the lowest price in the world. And right now they are, and they're, they're pretty aggressive out there. So, you know, I, I think New Zealand can can likely maintain somewhat of a premium to Europe, but it's going to be hard for the overall market to go too much higher as long as Europe kind of is leading the market down. To circle back with GDT in general, right after these auctions, the market intelligence team puts together a matrix, which I I kind of use as a guiding light in terms of where we're going from here. And right now, even though whole milk powder relative to skim milk powder and AMF, it actually, we saw a little bit of convergence if you were to look at whole milk powder outright relative to what we're calling synthetic whole milk powder. However, in general, the synthetic components of skim milk powder, AMF or butter and lactose are still trading at a premium relative to whole milk powder itself. So, you know, especially at the backhand of New Zealand's production season, say that you have no contracts on at all today, then their, their incentive is to be allocating to basically any product except for whole milk powder. We know there's constraints where that can't happen to the degree in which it should. But in general, that that is the incentive. They should be allocating as as much milk to skim milk powder and as much milk to cheese as they can. And I think the more of that that happens, the more competition is going to come directly to the U.S. marketplace. So that was kind of a recap. I think something else that, that is really interesting in terms of having an unchanged result today, or slightly lower than unchanged, I should say, is that I, I believe you and John highlighted on your last podcast where it was a lower result. However, China's participation was, I want to say, the highest year-over-year participation we, we had seen in quite some time. And the main reason for the lower result was because Southeast Asia was down and probably some other you know smaller volume participating regions as well. This time around, it was almost the opposite. It, it was the opposite, actually. We saw uh, the North Asia region, which is China, was actually lower on a year-over-year basis. And we saw Southeast Asia and Oceania region actually higher. So that's just something else. You know, it seems like in general, when China's participating higher on a year-over-year basis, which we're starting to see not consistently, but we are starting to see signs of it, other regions are backing down. What what we haven't seen is Southeast Asia and China both buying more on a year-over-year basis yet consistently, which I, you know, that's something I'll be looking forward here into the next auction just to see if, if we can see more, you know, right now they're just, whenever they're coming to the marketplace for more volume year-over-year, they're not doing it at the same time. Which, which is pretty interesting to see how that's that's been the recent trend. So once we, and if we see them both kind of at the same time really start the buying trend, that would be more of a an indication that the GDT could get a possible upward lift. And uh, I don't want to say super fast, but in, in a good amount of time. 
yep. is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yep. I think if we look back far enough, a lot of times that that we've seen the really large trending price increases out out of GDT. It, uh, a lot of it, a lot of it's China, but it's in addition to the other regions consistently being there as well. And in terms of China, right the second, I mean, it's we're getting a as always a lot of opinions about China, but what we have not seen out of that region in particular is consistent growth. And, you know, this auction out of everything, it, you know, it's not that they're not there. They're just not, I want to say last auction, it was uh, close to a 20% year over year growth over the same comparable auction. And this is, you know, we're not seeing that same type of, if anything, it's actually less. So, but in general, there's more volume going through GDT. So it's not, to me, I, I don't know that, you know, I'm not going to get more bearish looking at today's GDT by any stretch. I think it's probably too early to, to say it's going to go one way or another, but seeing the amount of volume that did go through and seeing the amount of volume that's been allocated to GDT in the market, largely absorbing it. I think we need to put in our, you know, on the back burner here to see if if we can maintain that moving forward. And it, if that is the case, then, then then maybe we're starting to find a bottom out here. Absolutely. No, that we've gone through a lot of good stuff so far in this podcast, Brian, and I appreciate it. With this global dairy trade that we had today, is there anything that stuck out in your mind um, that we have not covered so far that gives not a good indication of going forward, but just something that really, you know, might have hit string and said, hey, this is something that we have not seen before or we have not seen in a, in a while kind of thing. For me, what I'm what I'll be trying to dig into a little bit, I'd say anecdotally what we have heard on the ground here in the U.S., we've heard a lot more, at least in the cheese market, a lot more export competition. Again, the, dri the driving force of the competition coming from the EU marketplace. And today's GDT of cheese price is actually going up back to 220, which ultimately GDT cheese has kind of been in that range for, you know, the, to call it 215 to 225, give or take for as long as I can remember. At least for the last several auctions, but it, it does kind of go against the trend of more cheese coming out of Europe. So to me, I don't have the answer to it, um, but it didn't align with what what we've learned. I'd say over the last fourteen days in the cheese market. So it's just another question without out an answer here. But you know that that definitely jumped out and didn't didn't jive with what we've been seeing in the market. Awesome. Well, Brian, we greatly appreciate you stepping in today, giving some insight on the global dairy markets. If anyone has any questions for myself or Brian, please feel free to email us. We'd be more than happy to look into it, answer any kind of questions that we have. But um, until next time, we hope everyone enjoys the podcast with Mr. Brian Fletcher on there. And we will see you in about two weeks for the next GDT auction. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, bud. Take care.